The Morning Show. The Home Team. No, it's both. It's the crossover. Crossover! Step back! Presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen right here on 960theref.com. It's the Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, also in Five Points. Uh, Glad you have uh, found us again this week from the uh, home team. I'm Chris Brain from the morning show, David Johnston. That's how you get the Crossover Podcast. Oh, that's where that comes from. Yes. Gotcha. Hey, thanks to uh, Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen. And Mm. again, thanks to Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. all of you out there, whether you subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, listen at your leisure on demand at 960theref.com, or uh, better yet, you have that new 960theref app, and you can get all of our great content there. Listen live to the ref wherever you are. And uh, hopefully, and as we're recording this, I believe 61 days is the uh, date uh, from... Uh, now until Labor Day, when Georgia is scheduled to take on Virginia in the Bend. So, hey, by the time you uh, maybe are listening to this, maybe we're uh, we're inside 60 days. But uh, as we're, the day we're recording, we are 61 days away and we're 16 days away from uh, Major League Baseball. So we'll talk about the Braves. They put out their schedule the other day, plus a couple of guys, including one uh, pretty uh, prominent member of the team tested positive for the old COVID-19 mm. and uh, that led another player uh, Nick Markakis to decide that he is just going to go ahead and sit the season out but we'll start with some Georgia football where the dogs have uh, landed another verbal commitment for uh, for this uh, 2021 class from another uh, linebacker too and it's uh, Jamin Dumas Johnson who is out of uh, Baltimore Maryland. So he is the third linebacker to commit to uh, to the Dogs for this upcoming uh, signing class, and he's the tenth prospect to commit uh, overall. So the Dogs, after signing, I guess, really only uh, Mikel Sherman in 2020, who was also from that uh, part of the country, Washington D.C., yep. Georgia. Now realizing that over the next uh, season or two, what's a really stacked position linebacker right now on the team because those guys are so good it could thin out pretty fast yeah and i guess with uh what Chaz chambliss out of carrollton got him and now adding in uh dumas johnson i'm counting what that's the 10th verbal commitment for yeah. the uh, class of 21 is that is that right did yeah, you just 10. say that? i apologize if you said that yes yeah, so i was also looking at the 247 sports composite the dogs have moved up to number 16 mm. i think they were around 20 closing in on tennessee yes, in their mighty signing exactly. class now the dogs are just ahead of Iowa and just behind Oklahoma, but uh, and by the way, Alabama has moved up to twelve. I remember the good old days when they were fighting Princeton back in the eighty, uh, yeah. you know, eighty second spot or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, we were just talking on the morning show today about when's Georgia going to get another verbal commitment? When's something going to drop? And it had been a while, or at least it felt like it had been a while. And now the uh, the news today of. Uh, of Dumas Johnson. I looked at a couple of clips before we started the the podcast here, and uh, uh, I, I'm not trying to compare him to Roquan Smith. And you know, when you're watching highlights, but like, you just did. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I'm not trying well, to. Look, you'll you'll see what I'm saying here in a minute. So I'm watching the highlights, and of course, you know, when you go to huddle or whatever, you're seeing what they want you to see. Yeah. But all his highlights, I mean, he's just running all the way across the field and making the tackle. Right. He's just running everybody down. Yeah. 
So really, really good speed. Uh, looks kind of big, too. And, again, it looks like, of course, these are the highlights, the things they want you to see. When he closes in, he ain't missing. So, uh, you know, enjoyed seeing that. And I don't know. It's it's uh, uh, another big get here for the uh, for the Bulldogs. And, I get, you know, it, it, uh, it helps, too, because last week you had Tony Grimes and Dallas Turner, who were two guys that Georgia was in on that, uh, you know, Grimes ends up. Uh, joining the Mac attack in Chapel Hill and uh, going committing to North Carolina and Turner ends up uh, committing to uh, to Alabama. So I guess after you know missing a couple of those uh, names last week, it was good to finally get uh, back in the fold and have a uh, a big name commit. Now Smile Mondin did uh, release his top five a couple days ago too, and Georgia was yeah. on it. And I think all those crystal ball projections have him. Uh, uh, like at 100% to commit to Georgia. Maris Mims, who I, I guess the last update from him was he planning on uh, announcing sometime in the fall, but you know he's also you know pretty much favored to end up committing to Georgia. So uh, things will things will end up well for the dogs right now. But after just a couple of misses last week, it uh, feels good to to get another guy uh, in here. And that St. Francis is one of those you know the kind of those powerhouse high school programs too so they every every now and then you might see them on espn or something playing a game are they scheduled to play anybody on a friday night in the fall or a thursday night in the uh in the fall where we get to watch these guys they might have to be now just for uh just for programming and content so by the way looking at uh his his page on the 247 sports it's funny because it lists georgia maryland florida tennessee and arizona state and then, you know, when you look at those sites, it'll give you, like, which coach is, like, the main recruiter. And for Florida, Christian Robinson's name's on there, the former Bulldog who coaches what I guess they're inside linebackers now. For Tennessee, it's got Tracy Rocker. Um, and for he Maryland, gone, though, isn't he? Isn't uh, he at South Carolina oh, now? Oh, that's right. That's right. He left. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But it says Tracy Rocker. And then uh, for Maryland, it's got Joker Phillips. I haven't heard his name yeah. in a while. So yeah. is he at Maryland now? I, I I guess so. Although Rocker's not at Tennessee anymore, they haven't yeah. updated that there. But um, yeah, I'm gonna check that out here because that one caught me off guard there a little bit. hadn't thought of Joker Phillips in a while. Well, hey, so Georgia reels him in with some uh, some big names that were after him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So hey, you know when you you can look at the 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 ratings and the stars and the the power numbers and all that stuff but um sometimes it's just easier to look and see like who the other top four or five schools were yeah and that'll tell you kind of what you need to know yeah joker phillips is the wide receivers coach for maryland and i I just think like when you look at georgia right now at linebacker it's probably the most stacked position on the uh on the team but in college football you realize like that stuff runs out pretty fast like time flies and these guys careers go by so fast and Jermaine Johnson and Walter Grant will be gone after this year Monty Rice will be gone after this season I mean Aziz Ojolari will be draft eligible so he could potentially be gone after this season and if he's not he'll probably be gone after next and you know you want him to have a good enough season where he probably is gone yeah makes any sense I mean honestly like even you're already at the point where I mean a guy like Nolan Smith who just finished his freshman year he will be draft eligible after 2021 so he could end up gone and at that point too even if adam anderson ends up staying all four years he'll be gone so you know that's uh you know all of a sudden you look at within the next you know by the end of 2021 right now is just a loaded position 
could be uh you know could be running thin and that's where so you you got sherman in here last year that was the only one so it was definitely uh, a position that georgia needed to to really kind of start to restock and you know right now it looks like they they are as he's the third linebacker to commit so out of so three linebackers out of 10 you know prospects overall at this point yeah and you know that's why you got to keep you got to keep uh, stacking these recruits which is what kirby keeps doing and it's uh it's pretty unbelievable just the the level of the the talent that has come in Athens but of course you know you just got to hope there's a season hope there's some kind of something that goes on this fall and <laughs> yeah. and uh you know no matter what kind of if it does turn out to be kind of a weird season i heard you and jeff talking yesterday about you know whoever wins the world series their their fan base is going to be fired up and they're going to claim it and every other fan base is going to say well you know it was only a 60 game season and it's the same for college football if it ends up being some kind of a weird season whoever fan base that wins it they're the ones that are still going to be very happy about it yeah the jokes are like well if pac-12 schools are sitting out the season does that matter anyway they don't really make the playoff (laughs) exactly but you already have I know it's just I guess the USC announced last week that they're they're holding online classes so you, you think well yeah. whether well, they're gonna have a, the football team what's gonna happen there they're gonna be in some bubble somewhere training are they gonna play Alabama I you know don't you know. don't know but all I know I think we talked about it last week but we are at the point now where you know we for a long time we're like well we've got time we got the benefit of time and now all of a sudden like we don't. And one thing that hit me the other day was when the, the Major League Baseball schedule came out, and you look at the Braves, and all of a sudden you look and like, oh, on Labor Day, the Braves are scheduled to host the Marlins in a game that is going to be played in an empty stadium. So the Braves are going to play the Marlins in an empty stadium on Labor Day, and a couple hours later, Virginia fans and Georgia fans are going to cram into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium yeah. and play, right? Is that... I mean, I, you know, listen, I hope, yes, that that is what ends up happening, but you won't be one of those fans in that stadium. How likely does that seem like that's going to that's how things are going to play out? Or even two days before that, the Braves, I think, uh, are scheduled to to host the Nationals on the 5th, which is the day West Virginia and Florida State are going to play in Atlanta. So Braves and Nationals are playing an empty whatever it's SunTrust Truist Park, but the Benz will be packed with college football fans. Still don't feel like it's going to be packed. Yeah, and there's no Dragon Con either. Right, that event got right, canceled. Right, so that's gone. So, yeah, I know. I mean, but again, we're getting closer and closer, and the people that are making the decisions, that are going to have to make the decisions, they are going to be guessing to an extent as well. At this point, they seem to just still be like, we'll just kick this on down a couple more weeks yeah, before you, we really at decide. Some point, yeah, you really can't do that anymore. Yeah, but other things are already happening that make you question. Like the, the State Fair of Texas yeah. isn't, isn't happening. but So they're not going to have the State Fair of Texas, but Oklahoma and Texas will go ahead and play they're their game play their that football day. Game. Yeah, I know. I know. Now, I, 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 that's what I'm rooting for, but it just seems like far-fetched. <laughs> yeah, I know. And would you be able to make some kind of a call – in the middle of the season, would you be able to say, all right, well, now we're going to let 5,000 people in but not make that call until the end of September? Yeah. Or, you know, is it would that be something that – it seems like that would be hard to do also. Well, yeah, like – For tickets and I, everything. I guess like the PGA Tour had planned to have spectators at the Memorial next, next week, week. But, you know, now as we're getting closer to it and realizing, well, the numbers are still where they're at, they've scratched yeah. that. So I don't know if maybe – 
college athletics does the same route that early on no spectators but maybe we'll plan on it in october and just see how things stand then and make adjustments when when necessary because it and also i guess so the pga championship will be played without spectators is that right yeah but they're still going to be able to play out in san francisco but the masters hasn't said yet yeah i don't what they're going to do but that's still not until november yeah and i know like this weekend they're playing that celebrity golf tournament out in tahoe with no fans but they are they are doing having it yeah um so i know i know it's weird right now to think like you said that so there's going to be a Braves game, and then down the street, there's going to be a football game with people in the stadium. Yeah, that's just what I'm going to say. If you're like a Georgia fan, and like, yeah, I'm going to that game, like, ask yourself, like, you couldn't go to the Braves game that day, but you'll be able to go see Georgia and yeah. Virginia play. Like, I, again, just to be clear, that, that would be my hope, yes. <laughs> but you also have to, like, try and, you know, be realistic and think, like, well, what are the odds that that'll be the – the case well, I mean, so. is that something that we might see happening is that different sports might have just different just different guidelines and since baseball has just already said we're not going to have fans they're just going to leave it like that even if a month from now they might start thinking well it may not be as bad to have fans but at that point they may not just want to change it they yeah. just want to leave it like it is yeah may yeah maybe hopefully because yeah. i mean the nfl will be at that around that same time getting set to kick yeah. off so we really don't know other than the fact that they have canceled preseason games yes and the players i think want the other two preseason games canceled so we may not have any preseason yeah the NFL. so then you just and i i get it i know college football doesn't have a preseason either so you st- well what's the point of the well, can the nfl just start without preseason i guess they could but if they're not going to play those games, then how are they going to play any of the games? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> I mean, know. What, I mean, really, when it just comes down to you're still, it's still games, whether they count in the standings or not. I mean, that's otherwise, what's the difference? Yeah, unless it's just the players feel like, I don't know, they can, it gives, I mean, I don't know. Does yeah. It, you know, they, are they saying it gives them more chance to get ready for the season opener? Is it just, hey, let's just wait a couple more weeks before we have to travel or before we have to actually you know hit people that are not in our bubble so to speak i mean i don't know yeah like b- baseball's the one that doesn't have a bubble though because there is right. traveling even though they've you know made the schedule geographic but it's not like the nba's doing i would assume too they've leaned pretty hard on what they've been doing over in the korean baseball organization and i mean i haven't heard anything like positive i mean i don't hear any stats from any of that kind of stuff either and, and when i'm in here in the mornings with logan you know we're watching that 5 30 a.m korean baseball game every day yeah and you don't i mean you don't really hear anything other than the the season's been going on and it's just been kind of business as usual except there's nobody in the stands except the cheerleaders although this week i did notice the cheerleaders aren't wearing masks so they loosen that up a little bit that regulation I'm i guess sure. i've been watching the uh i've been watching soccer yeah and I think they've even they've done away with because when it first started, it was if you were on the bench, you were wearing a mask. Yeah. But we, obviously, everyone on the field wasn't wearing a mask. Then you come in and you're not wearing a mask, and then you leave the field. Yeah. and You have to put a mask it on. It looks like I, like in the Premier League, they've they don't they're not doing that. Like you're yeah. not you're just no one's just wearing masks. Yeah. I guess like some pe- you see some people off on the side that are like. Well, it does seem a little nonsensical. Yeah, that are filming and stuff that yeah. are you know we'll have a mask on but if you're playing and you're in the right. game you're not like watching the golf and you see a cameraman or a guy holding the boom mic and 
they're wearing a mask. Yeah. But no one else is. I guess it's right. I've that. noticed like a couple caddies have been wearing masks. Yeah. The players, I mean, they're not, but I've there, noticed a couple caddies are. There were a couple of caddies that are, I know there was at least one, and I can't remember who he worked for, but he was saying he had like a potential underlying health issue, so he was just going to wear the mask. Okay. But I hadn't really heard much of anything else on that. Yeah. But, do steroids protect you from coronavirus? Because <laughs> if they do, Br- Bryson Sham- DeChambeau won't be getting it. <laughs> he, he's good to go if that's the case. Yeah. yeah um, now there's a story right there. Um, all right, we'll do a little break here, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the uh, Braves and the schedule. And, you know, honestly, like all of a sudden their, their lineup, if you're missing Freddie early on and Marcakis isn't there anymore, it's a little sketchier now. Definitely a little so, underwhelming. Uh, we'll hit. Uh, we'll talk a little Braves because again, as we're recording this, which is uh, today on a Wednesday, we're 16 days away from uh, scheduled opening day for Atlanta on the 24th. Chris and Dave, we are the crossover podcast uh, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and in Five Points here on 960theref.com and the 960 The Ref app. You know it's just a matter of time before you'll want some comfort food, like a big ooey-gooey pizza or juicy wings. But you can curb those cravings with Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen's curbside service. Just go to fullyloaded.pizza and pay by credit card. Then once you arrive, call them with your name and car description. They'll bring all your comforting favorites out to you. Get comfort food curbside with Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and off Mars Hill road in watkinsville it's the crossover podcast part two presented by fully loaded pizza kitchen chris and uh, dave along with you and uh, we do have the braves are in camp and uh, they are gearing up for what will hopefully be the start of the season in about 16 days in new york against the mets the major league baseball put a schedule out a couple days ago braves will play nothing but nl east and al east teams and it was, I mean, I guess it was a little weird that there's some series in the division that are 6-4, 7-3, like the Braves have to play in Philadelphia seven games and only host them for three. And I think the opposite is true with the Marlins. They host the Marlins seven times and only have to play three in Miami. And there's a little bit of a differential, too, in the number of times you play certain teams out of the, uh, in the interleague games. Why did they games. do that, even though they could have done it straight up, couldn't they? with each team in each versus each division i guess like with the intra-division games they would have i my my guess is they wanted to avoid having a two-game series because yeah. with 10 games you know five home five away you'd have to have a two-game series somewhere the only way to do it would just be to play one five-game series yeah i see what you're saying so I, I, I think I, I assume maybe they were just trying to avoid having two game series with division opponents. I did think of something else. Here's a cool stat. Well, maybe not. It's goofy. This will be the only time in the history of baseball. Well, I don't want to say that, but modern baseball where there will be two divisions, the AL East and the NL East that will play all their games in the regular season in the same time zone. So no team will leave the East Eastern standard time zone, but the other two divisions They'll at least be East Central or Central uh, Mountain or Central Pacific. Yeah. So there's your odd, goofy stat of the day. Every game that involves the AL East and the NL East will have an Eastern Standard Time Zone start time. Yeah, because with the Western divisions, there's three time zones. You got Houston, and yeah, then so the you, Rockies, the Rockies, and the yeah, the West Coast teams. So every, the other divisions 
and I guess, yeah, the central divisions will have a, some east and central mixed in. Yeah, because like Cleveland. Like the Pirates. Yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland, east, yeah. Detroit. So, yeah, you've got uh, just the AL East and the NL East. So when I was putting the schedule down for all, our old calendar, I didn't have to worry about taking into consideration any time zones. I could get used to that. Yeah, we're all we're all east. <laughs> and the travel's not bad. I did see I I guess the 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 team that has the will have potentially I think the longest travel will be Seattle to Houston for yeah. a team. Yeah. Um and I didn't look at their schedule. I wonder if that I wonder if they just Seattle goes to Houston once for like a three game series. Good, yeah. Although I guess it doesn't matter. I mean Houston to Seattle is also the same length. So <laughs> I guess I guess that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, whether, Either way, yeah. whether Seattle's going to Houston or Houston's going to Seattle, it's all the same. But um, that would be the yeah the biggest distance that one team had to travel. Well, you said before the break there about the Braves lineup. We know Marcakis is definitely out, and we don't know about Freeman. But we did kind of put together a starting lineup at, uh, yesterday morning. So I had Acuna, Albies, and I'm I'm for now saying Freeman will be in the lineup. He may not start the season in the lineup. I don't know. But I've got him. And then I got Azuna as the DH hitting third. And then then it gets interesting. It's almost like from five to nine, you can almost just kind of pick names out of a hat. But especially now that you're using the DH and not, you know, a pitcher's not gonna hit. But I put N C Arte ninth, so he'd almost be like the next leadoff guy. And I put Swanson eighth. I, you know, they're similar, but NCRT gets on base a little bit better than Swanson. Yeah. I mean, Swanson is not yeah, – he's his, a good defender. He's but. a good defender. His on-base percentage, though, is still not not great. He's got little pockets where he'll uh, yeah. he'll get hot or whatever. But I guess all hitters have those little stretches sure. where they might, they might th- catch fire. And I think we've seen enough of him to kind of know what he is. Yeah. You know, he's not that guy that's just coming up from AAA where they're still – you know, question marks about what he can and what he can't do. But, like, for the catcher spot and then left field and then, I guess, uh, let's see, what am I leaving out? So you got Azuna's going to be the DH now. Yeah, I mean, primarily I think he'll be the DH. So then is, do, does Riley play left again? Well, I have, like, I, I put Camargo and Riley together at third, but Riley could be, yeah, he could be a left fielder. Duvall could be a left their left fielder. Uh, whoever the catcher is, and what am I leaving out? Let's see. I got Acuna right. I think you got them all. Okay. Yeah. So is that? Let's see. Yeah. So, um, that's what I was looking at for the lineup. But it's, I mean, the the NL East AL East combination. That's you know, that's a tough. That's tough there. You know, you, of, of the the teams that they're going to be going up against. Well, yeah, and I mean, if if the Braves do have to play uh, a couple of games without. Freddie in a 60 game season that's that all of a sudden that's a pretty high percentage of your games you know if he's out for like a a week or something as the season starts up and then you like then what do you do it at first base I I guess Riley could play some there um I you know they they did have this yonder Alonzo as a non-roster invitee that would um that'd be pretty uh Braves like if he actually had to start the year at first base um (laughs) But there, I guess there are at least there are options at uh, at DH. So Acuna is going to play right this year. Inciarte's at in center. Like here, how about the positions we know? There's the catcher platoon. You know, Darno and Flowers, mm-hmm. Albies and Swanson are the middle infield. Freddie's going to be at first, and I think center and and right field are locked down with Inciarte and uh, and Acuna. So 
the questions then are what third I guess third and left third base and left field yeah and I like Duvall I mean he's you know he's a guy that has has got some pop and and I just I don't know about Azuna out in left field though but if he if he is then who's DHing I mean I guess it doesn't matter either way then you could get Riley in the the um I guess the DH spot the thing that hurt about Marcakis though is that it's a left-handed bat. And the Braves don't have a ton there at that, you know, at that spot as far as left-handed hitters. Yeah, because even They're mostly a right-handed hitting lineup. They got a couple of switch hitters. Yeah, both catchers hit right. Yeah, and Albies is a switch hitter, yeah. right? Yeah. So you got him, but yeah. but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you, everyone else is well, and then Freddie's lefty, right? I mean, correct. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, though. Marcakis was a left-handed bat that gives you a little bit of maneuverability there, but. You know, that's this is the lineup we're looking at. Is this lineup good enough to to uh, make the playoffs? I, it, I, as of now, they're not expanding the playoffs, right? It's just the three division winners. Same, and the two, yeah. same format. They had talked about changing that, but they didn't. I guess it all depends on like how many games they have to play without Freeman. Yeah, because I that you know that definitely you put Freeman there at third, and then all of a sudden it it you feel a little bit easier, but. If Freddie's not in the lineup, then but that's the other thing we had trouble with. Who's the thir- the number three hitter if Freddie's not in the lineup? You Azuna. You just, you just move, him, move up. him up, and then would you put? Could you move Camargo up? To, I mean, do you want to move Ozuna up? All I know is Acuna needs to bat. He needs in the to bat first inning. Yes. <laughs> none of this. None of this moving him around. I would bet Azuna moves up then. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I was thinking about like and went back and looked at the uh, we you know obviously like we've forgotten a lot since the middle of March but it's when you go back remember during spring training like how terrible Azuna was like he hadn't had a oh, hit yeah. Yeah. and even like Acuna had been awful yeah you know but then like all right well, it'll be fine it doesn't count but like those guys sucked during the spring and now it's like they yeah. have they've had basically a whole off season again and if they get off to starts like that in these games that count that'll cook the brand yeah then you have no chance yeah. the, the i mean the one one thing i did i like about the schedule is when you get to september the braves do have 10 games against the orioles and marlins yeah so it it lightens up and if you're you know maybe if you do get off to a slow start because the schedule's definitely tougher at the the front of it and maybe you're down freeman for a couple of games at least if you're if you're lurking in September, you got a chance to really pile up some wins, or you should anyway, with those the with pro- those two teams. The the counter to what you said though is is that before you get to September, you have only what three games against the Marlins and Orioles, right? Or so no, I only, mean none again. Yeah, none, none against, against the, the Orioles, Orioles yeah. and three against them. That's it. Yeah. So the Orioles don't come to Atlanta. No, the okay, Blue okay. Jays do. The Orioles don't. Okay, and then there's like two game series against Tampa, Tampa and the Yankees home and home and home and yeah. then the Red Sox six games home and home so the Braves will see the Mets for three then the Rays for two and then they then the Rays come to Atlanta for two and then they're done with the Rays That's yeah it. so after the first seven games you can scratch the Rays off the schedule they're done yeah so basically they're playing Tampa four game series just in two places two two, yeah. yeah yeah and I think what is it 20 consecutive games without a I day off that's what we counted yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's tough too that means you got to use your fifth starter four times yeah who's you not going to be Felix Hernandez there's another thing yeah that you gotta I, he was actually he was having a good spring he was he was probably pitching better than a fifth starter 
I thought, what if the Braves went back and got R.A. Dickey? I mean, he throws the knuckleball. He won 10 or 11 games a couple of years yeah, he ago. doesn't need sure to warm his arm. Out and maybe got hey, Phil Necro, man. If you go get him. Yeah, just for the heck of it, why not? <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, would <laughs> I'll you help know the ratings. I would have guessed Kyle Wright now steps in. Is he the fifth starter? I would assume, yeah. yeah. So their, their uh, rotation is it's good. Well, Soroka, you know, I'm confident about Soroka. Hamels should be ready to go. Yeah, I feel decent about Fultonevich is the he's the wild he's the wild card. card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean when we, he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, he is. See bad. the division series. Yeah, he, yeah. he is the the roller coaster. The guy threw one of the uh, the he had one of the all time great postseason performances in Braves history, mm-hmm. and then had the absolute worst, maybe in baseball history. Well, <laughs> leave it to those Atlanta teams to save it for the postseason. Yeah. Do something that's definitely infamous. So, yeah. And then, yeah, Freed. I like Freed. And, yeah, maybe Sean Newcomb. Maybe he's the fit. I don't know. I kind of like him out of the bullpen, though. He did well out of the bullpen. Yeah. But now the bullpen's loaded. Yeah. So, he's got to get his act together, probably, or he might not have a role. Yeah. Good lefty, though. Hopefully, I'll figure it out. All right. Well, hopefully next week we'll have uh, maybe a few more answers on where college football is headed for the start of the season because a week from now will definitely be 50-something days away. Next week was supposed to be when SEC Con was going to be held. That's right. But they still haven't announced a make-up date, right? Not that I've heard. For the – yeah. Maybe the coaches are just like, hey, let's just not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm assuming, too, the the – these Monday press conferences that Kirby has during the season, you know, hopefully there is a season, they'll just be all yeah. virtual. They're not, people aren't going to be going over to the Buttsmare building for those things. No. Which then, then also. They might just decide they like that and just keep doing it forever. I, ex- I, exactly. Yeah. But then, then again, it also gets back to because I think it's like I saw Buster Posey caught some grief for saying it, but I'm like, well, he is making a point. He's being interviewed by like, you know, two guys that are wearing masks. And it's like, well, what are what exactly are we doing? If we can't talk to each other just like normal face to face, then why are we out here playing and doing yeah. this and doing that? And it's so if you're if you're gonna have football press conferences this year via Zoom, but then on Saturdays you're gonna have players that are tackling and sweating on each other, it's like, oh, okay. I know. Yeah. I know. It doesn't all. Add I want up. it to happen. Yeah, it doesn't all add up though. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's like, hey, no, you. If you're a coach, you need to let the media come and like, you know, gather around you and <laughs> and inter- talk. <laughs> we'll wear our masks. Yeah, I keep wearing masks and stay six feet away if you can. All right, Dave. Well, enjoyed it as always, and we'll be back next week with another exciting edition of uh, the Crossover Podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and uh, Five Points. Appreciate all of you as uh, well. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen anytime on demand at 960theref.com or go to the App Store if you're on the iPhone, uh, Google Play if you're on an Android, and find the 960 The Ref app. The Crossover Podcast here on 960theref.com and the 960theref app. You've been listening to The Crossover, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960theref.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.